The Dapper Dividends podcast is like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. Hey, maybe my brain's still on that Walker Wheeler Jr. concert I went to last night. Or it could be that I'm a little bit sick, ding-dang-dong kids and their schooling and their book learning and germs. They bring back to the homestead here and get me sick. No, it's okay. Hey, this is the Dapper Dividends podcast, episode number 100. And 98 in the year of our Lord and Savior, Warren Buffett, 2023. How's it going? I'm so happy that you've come back, you investor, you, insert name here, and then say hello. I'll say hello to you back. What's going on? My name is Russ, and uh, yeah, if you haven't joined us before, you've just happened to stumble into this podcast. It's dividends we talk about predominantly in my own special and unique way. And I usually don't know exactly what I'm going to say or I'm going to how I'm, <laughs> or how I'm going to start this thing. And for those of you that may not have English as your first, foremost, and primary language, I do apologize. You can always slow the podcast down by putting it on 0.5x. Or if you do know English really, really well, then go ahead and roll that bad boy on to 1.5x. And we'll rip rock roll right through this thing here. I'm going to talk about REITs. Should we be worried about REITs? What's going on with the world of REITs? I'm going to try and simplify it so somebody like me can understand. And who is me? Me is a welder. I do a lot of welding for work. And if I can understand some of this stuff, then I hope you can too. Well, how do they say? It's it's simple, but it's not easy. Anyway, hi. Let's get going and start the podcast here by telling you all about a little bit about the concert I went to just because this ties into investing is that yours truly is a compulsive saver. I save a lot. I've gotten into the habit of saving and it's to the point where like when my wife and I are at this concert last night and I knew, you know, I was like, okay, we'll we'll get a, a couple beers and enjoy the environment and the atmosphere, which by the way, the tickets were comped through vetticks.org. If you are a veteran, pop on over there, sign up, and you can get tickets that are donated. You just have to pay the uh, processing fees. So we got four tickets to this country guy I'm not even really into, but it's a good way to save money. It's a good way to save money if you are a veteran here in the United States of America. Apologize for that, my phone was not silenced. See, these are the real world things. I'm real and I'm an ordinary person just like you. Started the podcast here on a Saturday, didn't put my phone on on mute, and I decided now it's a little bit hectic doing this during the week, so I'm going to do it on the weekends, either Saturday morning or Sunday morning. I'll get this out to you, and that way I can give a nice review of what I did in the week, and it'll just be a lot better. And I may do it bi-weekly depending, you know, it's it's... Busy, busy, busy time in this season of my life. But back to being a compulsive saver. Yeah, it's crazy. We we figured that, well, I figured I was going to buy at least a couple beers. And they were 10 bucks a piece. Gave a dollar tip. So $21 for two 16-ounce Budweiser's over there at Joe's Live in Rosemont, Illinois. And that's okay. You know, we save a lot. I figured out that I saved 30 2% of our income for everything, everything that was saved last year, which I guess is pretty good. Not as crazy as some other people. And now there's 
word on the street that anything magically how I landed on that number over the early 30%, like 32, 33%, that it's diminishing returns, meaning like you're saving more, yes, but you're going to have less money to enjoy life right now. So you have to factor in things that don't always go on the spreadsheet. I think that was Morgan Housel where he was talking about paying off his house and how he knows that on paper uh, it's not a good thing to do because you're locking in whatever your mortgage rate is and you could earn more in the market. But he wanted the peace of mind, which uh, Morgan Housel, by the way, wrote The Psychology of Money. But he said, my wife and I understand this, but we want the peace of mind of knowing that we have a paid off house. So they decided to just pay it off. And he says that, you know, some things don't show up on the spreadsheet, like peace of mind. How do you quantify peace of mind onto a spreadsheet? That you can't do. So you got to take that into consideration, uh, which we did. So you know, a little bit expensive, but it's okay. We don't do it all the time. And you do have to live life because one day, guess what? I'm not psychic. I don't profess to know the future. But one thing I do know is that you, dear listener, are going to die. How's that for a cup of cold water right into your ear holes? Oh, by the way, I do want to thank you always for letting me come into your ear holes each and every time you do listen, I do appreciate that you give me that pleasure. But one thing really cool that my main man Howard Mark says that I shared in the last YouTube video I did where, you know, spoiler alert, we got to 100 shares of Vici properties is that Howard Mark says in the real world, things fluctuate from pretty good to not so hot. But in the stock market, sentiment swings from flawless to hopeless. And we're going to tie that into what's going on with the REITs, where right now it it does feel it's getting hopeless. Things are really rolling over. But you know what is flawless? If you love Costco, then, well, I messed that up. Let's, uh, in the Navy, we would say, belay my last, meaning forget about what I just said. I'm going to start over. So there's a little bit of fun nautical trivia for you, or word to the wise you can use. So... Belay my last shipmate. What I meant to say was if you enjoy Costco and you enjoy the never ending frustrating game of Monopoly, there is Costco Monopoly. And I'll have a link down below. Yes, it's a real thing if you want to buy Costco Monopoly. Costco Monopoly, there's a link for it. By the way, ticker COST, one of the uh, stocks I'd like to own outright that's at the tippy top of the buy list. Now we do have exposure inside of funds, thankfully, because it's such a strong business. And we've been shopping at Costco for a couple months now, it seems month and a half, couple months, we were newbies to Costco. So yeah, Costco monopoly, da 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 da. Segway into news. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear, check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner, check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. <laughs> Go. Dividend news from Simply Safe Dividends. Here we are. So these are just a few of the things that in that happened in the week that was, not the week that were. Why? Because we want to use proper English around these parts, right? Yeah. Even though I did have Cook County Education, Education, Microsoft hiked their dividend 10%. That's their 14th year of growing that dividend. And that dividend now is at a whopping 0.95%. But they grow that dividend really, really quickly. So if you've held them for quite some time, you've probably got a really nice yield. The electric utility company Fortis, ticker FTS, raised their dividend 4.4%, which is their 50th consecutive year of annual dividend growth. I do not believe they are a member of the S&P 500. And if they are, then they are a dividend king. And if not, then they will be a dapper dividend king. We'll just give it to them. So congratulations, Fortis, paying a 4.34% dividend yield. And Outlook was refreshed on Pembina Pipeline, 6.59% dividend yield. Remember, Pembina is Canadian, and up there, yeah, yeah hey there, up in the Great White North, they uh, were a monthly dividend-paying stock, and they switched to not being a monthly dividend-paying stock, but quarterly. BlackRock Health Sciences Trust, ticker BME, they were upgraded from 50 borderline safe to 60 borderline safe, 6.5% yield inside that bucket. Some diversified financial service company called NewTek, ticker NEWT. Uh, good, old, good old Newt was upgraded from very unsafe with a low, low score of 10 to 30 unsafe. So they get moved into the next bucket of safety, but still unsafe. 4.86% yield. Marsh and McLennan, ticker MMC, which I believe the good old one and only Berkshire Hathaway still does invest in MMC. Although they may have sold them off that last time. I don't remember. So God help me if I'm wrong. I apologize. They upgraded them from 63 safe to 80 safe. 1.45% dividend yield. A company that's in St. Louis, Kemmel, a Kemmelty commodity company. What's Kemmelty's, Uncle Russ? Please tell us. Well, that's when you mishmash all the words coming from your brain hole into your mouth hole. You got a hole in your brain? I hope not. <laughs> I eat pieces of crap like you for breakfast. You eat pieces of crap for breakfast? Happy Gilmore. See, we kept it PG for any of the kids listening. Anyways, OLN. The Commodity Chemical Company, they were upgraded from 42 borderline safe to 60 borderline safe, 1.72% dividend yield. There was another upgrade for a marine transportation company whose logo suspiciously reminds me of Chase Bank. Uh, or is it J.P. Morgan Chase? I don't know. Upgraded from 11 very unsafe to 30 unsafe, 4.94% dividend yield. Brandywine, the office REIT. A lot of interesting moving pieces with office REITs going on here. <clears throat> Forget about the office REITs, I'm going to say. 
they cut their dividend 21%, but that yield is still 13.73%. They may reduce it further in the future. That was Brandywine, ticker BDN. American Tower, ticker AMT, raised their dividend 3.2%, which is their 10th. No, that's not their 10th. <laughs> that's their third increase this year and 10% year-over-year growth for AMT. 3.90% dividend yield for the Cell Tower Telecom Tower REIT. Telecom Tower REIT. It's some guy on YouTube. I don't remember if you're listening, but he had... Uh, oh, Tim. Tim is his name. Good old Timmy. Timmy Towers. He thought... <laughs> He thought I was a welder on the towers or something. Not me. I don't know what you're thinking of, man. Starbucks, ticker S-Bucks, raised their dividend 7.5%, which is their 13th consecutive year of dividend growth. So almost a 2.5% yield for them. So they do grow that dividend pretty quick. Starbucks, the one, the only. Texas Instruments, ticker, ticker TSN. No, that's Tyson Foods, you numbskull. TXN, Texas Instruments, lifted their dividend 4.8%. Woo-wee! Achieving 20 years of annual payout growth. You little cowpokes there and your Stetson and your chaps. How do you wear your Stetson? Let us know here on DapperDividends.com. What did we do the last time? <laughs> you don't have to be lonely. At FarmersOnly.com FarmersOnly.com God bless them and God bless you If you own Texas Instruments Because you got a 4.8% dividend increase Which is their 20th Annual Consecutive dividend growth Streak that they got going on And they've paid uninterrupted dividends Since 1962 And get this They've repurchased roughly 50% of their outstanding shares since 2004. This is going on forever. We're almost done here. WP Carry uh, surprised everybody. They are spinning off their office properties. And this really did get their stock price clobbered. It was down like 8% on Friday when this happened. But what they're doing is it's the office properties accounts for about 15% of their revenue. So they're going to rebase their dividend because they're going to have less income coming in from that. And what some people are doing uh, in Simply Safe Dividends as well is that they would say, consider when you get net lease office properties, ticker NLOP, or as we're going to call it, NLOP. So when you get NLOP, you could just sell that spinoff and buy more WP carry is what they're going to do. And lastly, I think lastly, almost, yeah, last, uh, they refreshed the outlook on Federal Realty Trust, FRT. And then last, Splunk, Cisco, (laughs) they paid $28 billion to acquire Splunk. And they, uh, they reaffirmed their dividend policy. And if you don't know what Splunk, I can't do it anymore, Splunk. Hello, Splunk. When I was in high school, I was in a cover band called Splunk. It was a tribute to Tool. God bless Maynard James Keenan from Tool. But no, that's, I was not in a cover band of Tool called Splunk. But 
Either way, Splunk, they're used by companies to analyze data and monitor for online security threats. And Cisco thinks this is going to account for about 6% of revenue. So it's not really needle moving. Cisco is just a gigantic corporation and that's their largest ever acquisition either way oh did you guys hear about the dude that somebody like the day before the spinoff or the acquisition was announced they bought i think they bought ten thousand dollars worth of splunk call options and that became like a cool 14 or 15 million dollars overnight yeah i think uh I think the SEC is going to want to take a peek into that one and see what's going on there. May have been a little bit of insider news uh, or insider trading going on there. So that's that. That was a very elongated and lengthy news portion segment thing going on there. But now you're all caught up. Look at you. Look how good you look in your suit and tie or your Crocs and sweatpants. You're all caught up on the news. You see, we cater to those from Crocs and sweatpants to suits and ties. That's the magic of the Dapper Dividends. I don't know, I lost it. (laughs) Fomage. I don't know what Fomage is, but it's going to sound good right there, and that's what we're using it. What dividends did I receive? I'm so glad you asked and you want to know. We received $15.20 from the one and only McDonald's, ticker MCD, which is raising their royalty fees for new franchisees for the first time in 30 years. So that'll be interesting. Duke Energy paid us $15.38. And the high-flying Lockheed Martin paid us $30 on those 10 shares we own for a grand total of $60.58 in dividends this week. But we're not done there, everybody. We did some selling. Hot news, hot off the press. You know, you never should sell anything just because it's gone up or just because it's gone down. You have to have other reasons. Now, you know, I started building that position in Target, but I think that Nextstar Media is facing a few more headwinds than Target is. It's a lot more beaten down, but I think there is a much greater trajectory for total return and dividend growth with Nextstar Media Group, ticker NXST. So with that being the case, we were at, I think, uh, 42 shares, I believe, of Target. We sold off 25 of those at $119. Our cost basis was right around 141 I believe. So we sold off 25 shares of Target at 119.30, which... Actually, a day later, they were up to like 121, and then now they're down to 112. Just, I don't know, we may see Target under 100 bucks. So we may continue buying back into Target, but we're at 96 Nextstar Media now, and I want to get to 100 because, yes, it's a core position, but it has some pretty nice premium yields. So I believe that we will start selling covered calls on those once we get to 100 shares of Nextstar Media. But, you know, such is life. We'll see. So, can you tell I lost my place where I was at? Those shares of Target cost us $110 in annual dividend income, or as we call it around here, Patty. Projected annual dividend income. No, it's not an Irish guy named Patty. (laughs) Uh, 
Wasn't that uh, Austin Powers? I forget his name. The guy with the lucky charms. So we only sold that. So we still have 17 shares of Target. Still long Target. I still think they'll recover, but I just think that Nextstar Media, in my opinion, not financial advice, is a bit of a better better total, total, <laughs> total overall return projection. We bought, as said, the aforementioned 21 shares of Nextstar Media, ticker NXST. At an average, we bought several tranches, but I'm not going to go through them and bore you to death. 21 shares at an average of $149.75, which gave us $113.40 of patty. We bought 15 shares of Vici, ticker VICI Properties, which we did a video on that on the one and only excuse, excuse me, and YouTube. Not cutting it out. We're going. We're doing. We're rolling. We go full speed ahead. 15 shares of Vici at $30.38 gave us $24.90 of patty. And then one little old lonely share of SCHD of Skid, as my guy Cody, uh, Citizen of the Year on YouTube, calls it. $73.60 in the Roth gave us $2.62 currently of annual dividend income. So... That's for $140.92, subtracting the $110 we lost from Target. So on the week, we added $30.92 of projected annual dividend income to the three portfolios that we share with you. And we're going to get dividends next week. Check it out. It's going to be a big old week next week. (laughs) What was that? The big... Big, the ghost of dividends past. This is the ghost of dividends future. Tying that into Christmas and Halloween. There are people like, buddy, you're getting your, hol- your holidays confused. Is Halloween really a holiday? Yes, it is a holiday. It's my favorite holiday. Along with Dia de los Muertos, Day of the Dead, I should celebrate that more. Every day. Every day is Dia de los Muertos if you want it to be. Okay, next, the dividends next week. On September 25th, we're going to receive $96.21 from SCHD. And on September 27th, $41.25 from Main Street Capital, which is a special dividend. Love those special dividends. And a bunch of dividends coming in here on Friday, November tw- uh, September 29th. Which is the day after my daughter's 16th birthday. Dearth, birthday. Dearth day? No, birthday. My oldest kid is turning 16. I can't believe it's been 16 years since I became a papa. A daddy, dad, dad, daddy. Oh, $19 from Simon Property Group, ticker SPG. $10.37 from Extra Space Storage. That's a special dividend. I'm just extra special with two special dividends this week. $194.40 from Aries Capital, ticker ARCC, and $126.50 from the shirt that I am wearing, dollar sign PEP, PepsiCo, paying us $126.50. For a grand total of $487.73 in dividends coming to us this week. I'd love to know if you want to head on over to DapperDividends.com 
where you can sign up for the weekly e-newsletter, e-newsletter, I guess. I'm not mailing it to your house, so I guess it is an e-newsletter. And on the top there, there is the three portfolios we share. And if you want, you can grab my free ebook that I wrote for my kids about three years ago now called Brief Thoughts on Life, Love, and Investing. Check that out. It's completely free, PDF. Those were the dividends and the moves we made this week. And now to the... To bring it on home, to land this plane, I'm going to tell you really quickly about what I think is going on with REITs is that, as Howard Marks said, sentiment in the market shifts, and I, I would say kind of violently, from flawless to hopeless and back again. So right now there's a lot of money being sucked out of the equity space and in particular REITs. When yields are low, when bonds are low, money markets, CDs, when interest rates aren't paying much at all, well, people are starved for yield. They're hungry for yield. They're a yield seeker. Those yield seekers like to go to REITs because, well, it's real estate and they pay somewhat more predictable higher yields. But <clears throat> there's that equity risk, right? Any stock for any reason at any time can go down. If it can happen any day, it can happen today. But you don't have that risk when you put money into a bond uh, other than the government defaulting or if it's in a company then the company could default on it but with the risk-free rate the treasuries those are government bonds you don't not worrying because they can print more money so it's considered the risk-free rate that you got going on there and as those rates kept going up that's competition for stocks and the equities and the etfs so money's getting sucked out of that people are putting it into Money market CDs, money market funds, CDs, excuse me. <laughs> oh, you're excused, Uncle Russ. Well, thank you, little Jimmy. Money market funds right now, what, paying like 5.2%, I think I saw. But that's not the whole story. And yes, it's risk-free. You're going to get your money. But after the real return, after you factor in inflation, you're probably going to get 2 to 3%. And you're just going to get your money back plus that little bit of 2 to 3%. So there is a risk. I think it's an inflation risk because you're not getting that accounted for. And I'm like trying to think <clears throat> in long-term total return here. That's where my mind is shifting to with almost everything. And yeah, it's really unpleasant when you're on the roller coaster and you're going down. Feels, well, no, that's a bad analogy. Some people love that thrill. Not me. But it's all part of the market, and you know, Warren and Charlie have said you shouldn't be invested in something if you're not prepared for it to go down 50%. So you have to be prepared. You have to, have to, have to be prepared for that. And something like Vici, which has a 5% yield, and I was reading an article on Seeking Alpha by UC Escola, and he had pointed out that Vici, he believes, has 10%... FFO growth. So if you take the yield 5% plus the 10% FFO growth, you're looking at potentially a 15% total return. Uh, even on the conservative end, if it was 5% funds from operation growth, then with REITs, you could be looking at a 10% total return. And in the money market, you're getting that total, that real return after adjusting for inflation of 2 to 3% versus something like 10% with a REIT. And it's just getting that long investment horizon mindset into your head. At least I think for me, 
Um, I'm buying REITs. Realty income, I've been on the fence. I've been holding off. I've been thinking if I should sell extra space and just put it all into realty income. But I think they were ahead of the game. Uh, Sumit Roy, their CEO and his team, by spinning off after they merged with Verit, and then they spun off all the office properties into Orion Office Property, ticker O-N-L. And as I'm putting it in here, Orion Office REIT has just been beaten down with the best of them. It's at $5.34. I think we sold it. I think when we got the spinoff shares, it was right around 17 but 17, 15, I think 17, I, re- I think we sold it. We jumped out at like 12 or 11 bucks. And the thing's at five bucks right now. Just not very good. And yeah, I office offices are not a good place to be. But you know what? The whole thing of it is nobody knows what's going to happen. I don't know when... Rates are going to raise. They, you know, it, the Fed put out their comments this week that things are going to be higher for longer, potentially to 2026, maybe beyond. A lot of people were saying the ZERP, the zero interest rate policy that we experienced coming out of the global financial crisis, the GFC, that that was completely abnormal in history to have zero interest rate where money was essentially free to spur that economic growth and get the economic wheels churning. And now they're thinking that this 5 6%, because historically things were really high. Interest rates were always high. That 7 to 8% mortgages, that, you know, 4, 5, 6, 7% interest rates could be the new normal. I don't, I mean, I probably won't go up to 7%, but... The point of it is, everybody has an opinion, nobody knows the future, nobody knows what's going to happen, so what I'm trying to do is focus on buying quality businesses, and with REITs, what is the underlying? They own real estate. Real estate, right, has always been a good inflation hedge, it's always been something that has value, they're not making any more real estate, so not every company, of course, is created the same. So that's why people, listener, dear dividend investing listener, always think about the companies, focus on the business. And yes, we love our passive income around here. We love to get those dividend checks rolling in. And I've been guilty of this just as much as the next person, the next investor, by starting to focus on yield. And, you know, I'll admit I'm guilty. A lot of times I will look at a starting yield and that will turn me on or off. That's not good investing. That's not how you should do it. You need to look at the business behind the dividend yield or the ETF behind the yield. You know, like VNQ, we were going to talk about VNQ, the um, the dividend REIT, ticker VNQ. It's from Vanguard. It's their real estate index fund. And if you look at their top, if you want ideas, here's a good way to get some ideas. If you go to VNQ, just look at their top 10 holdings. Now they do have 165 total holdings in there, but this is in order of individual equities that are their top 10 holdings. You got Prologis, which that I know well. We do subcontracting work for Prologis and 
They own a lot of real estate, a lot of industrial spaces, manufacturing, which I think is really interesting, especially if things go south with China in the future. We onshore a lot of that manufacturing. Baby, look out. Real estate in the industrial space is probably going to start going up, doing well. But anyway, here's their top top 10. And you got Prologis, American Tower Corporation. Uh, they do cell towers. We talked about them. Equinix, uh, they do the um, data center, public storage, Crown Castle, ticker CCI. That's another um, uh, cell tower. They compete with American Tower. Well Tower, now they don't do towers. <laughs> I know it's confusing, right? Well Tower, they don't dig wells, they don't deal with towers, but they are in the uh, senior healthcare, I believe, like a nursing REIT. Uh, realty Income, you got in there, Digital Realty Trust, and which is Digital Realty. Those have been doing just awesome because of IA. IA? How about AI, buddy? And uh, Simon Property Group right there. So ticker SPG. Uh, I like that. That's a good way to do it. You know, any kind of ETF, go to it, look at the top 10 holdings that might get you ideas if you want to invest into individual companies. Because remember, with ETFs, you're investing in the underlying. So uh, it's just a simple way to diversify. And, you know, the last thing I'll leave you with is I'm going to I'm teaching my kids like, look, you're not interested in investing. We tried the individual stocks, but you may not like it. But you need to compound your money. You need to get as many doubles as possible. You know, you do like the rule of 72. You take the interest rate you expect to get, divide it by 72, and that's how many years it will take to double your money. So the popular one is 10%, 7.2 years is how long it's going to take to double your money. The earlier you start, the more doubles you'll get. So it's just all about getting those doubles. So I'm telling them, you got to invest. We'll put it in the S&P 500, put it in SCHD, and don't worry about it. We'll automate it. Every paycheck, I'm hoping they do. When they start working, I'm going to push for 20% and say, look, 20% goes to your future to get that compounding machine rolling. And also, you know, here we own, we have 529s in the United States. A new law was passed where if you've had a 529, now this is going from memory, don't take it as gospel. If you've had a 529 open for 15 years, you can roll that into a Roth IRA for the beneficiary up to $35,000. So I have a feeling that we may be doing that and giving the kids a really nice jump start, being 18 years old and having 35K in a Roth. You know, we'll just split it between you know, probably put most of it in the S&P 500, a bunch of ETFs, maybe a couple individual holdings. But the whole point that we're going to tell them, and you can tell this to any young person or maybe not so young person, you know, you don't have to like investing. But one of the surefire ways to compound your money is to put it into businesses that have cash flow, that create products and services and grow your money. And that is what we're telling them. So you don't have to like it, but you do have to invest. And here's a simple way to do it by making it automatic. You don't have to worry about it. And you can put money, every paycheck, 20%, we're going to tell them is the minimum. You just assume 
that that money, you don't have it, you don't own it, it's not yours, don't even think about it. Just 80% of your income is what you need to figure out how to live on. And with that, you pay bills and create your, like what we did in the beginning, you create your guilt-free spending fund, which we've did, and uh, we have that in Alto from BMO, ticker BMO, and we're putting 150 bucks a week into it, you know. All right, everybody, I love you. I thank you for sitting there jogging, cleaning the dishes, cleaning the stains out of your pants, whatever you're doing, and listening to me coming to your ear holes again for just over 30 minutes, keeping it ballpark. And again, I will try to do this every weekend. Sometimes life gets in the way. So don't worry, there will be another podcast coming. I can assure you that I do enjoy this. I enjoy talking with you and I enjoy hearing from you. So Russ at DapperDividends.com, you can leave me a note or uh, at RustyRam78 on X while it's you know still free, you can hit me up there. So Or join me on YouTube every Sunday night. I do a live stream. You can pop in the chat, say hello interact with me in real time live i enjoy those and we get a good group of about 50 60 people usually every sunday night so to get us ready for the week so thank you once again even though i don't know you and i haven't met you i really do truly love you and i thank you for listening to another installment of the one the only the world famous often imitated never duplicated dapper dividends podcast so long everybody